ladies, you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In the show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. This is your host, Janelle Anderson, and I'm super excited today to be welcoming onto the show Megan Nolan, because she's going to be talking with us about something super important, especially today. (laughs) And uh, so the topic is sit, stand, and walk with confidence. And Megan is a personal trainer, and she's also a yoga instructor, and she's on a mission to help business owners to create a morning wellness routine that they love so that they both they and their business can thrive, which is super important. I uh, keep trying to make a morning routine and instead I just jump right into work. (laughs) So this is a great topic for me as well. And also because we all are sitting way too much. So I'm excited about today's topic. So welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you so much. Great to be here with you. You're welcome. And I, I just want to tell everybody like, don't get jealous. But Megan lives in Hawaii. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little jealous. I've never been there. My daughter has many times, but so she's living in paradise, as they mm-hmm. say. Yeah. As such, you might hear some roosters in the background. That's kind of our oh, cool. one form of wildlife. So oh, that's, there, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have roosters in our neighborhood. We have people are into like raising chickens these days. So there's like in my neighborhood, just the part that I walk every day. There's probably three or four at least people with chickens. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. So, but anyway, we aren't going to talk about chickens today. Um, I always like to ask my guests to talk a little bit about how they have emerged fearlessly since this whole show is all about the story more. It's more about the story of the woman who um, is running a business. And, you know, I, I really want to inspire my listeners to know that, you know, if you can do it, then they can do it. If I can do it, they can do it. So tell us a little bit about what brought you to what you're doing today and and anything you had to like overcome or break through to, to really stand in your purpose. Well, I think like so many of us, most of the things that I had to overcome were internal battles of self-doubt and limiting beliefs and the story of imposter syndrome and all of those things. And it really started with the recognition that that was even at play because I'm a really hard worker and I'm willing to show up and really go for it. And then when I get right up to the finish line or sorry, the starting you know block, if you will, and I'm just about to put myself out there, that's when I was finding that all of the stories would start to just kind of in the background of, oh, it's not good enough yet. Oh, no, no, you know, and all that chit chat. And so for me, the, the real recognition was first and foremost, seeing and hearing that I was doing that and then taking a step back and realizing like, 
unless I decide to truly believe in myself and embody everything that I'm teaching other people to do, then I'm just going to keep repeating that pattern. And it was definitely taking persistence and a willingness to continue to be able to rewrite those beliefs and prune away all the old stories and using a variety of, you know, yoga techniques and meditation and neuroscience and all of the tools that I have, because I've been doing this for 16 years, starting to really dive deeper into what I was doing and how I was doing it so that I could use my morning routine, my practice to be able to pull away all those stories and truly access the person that I know that I am and that that person that I want to show up as in my business and in my life so that I could truly really emerge every day as that version of myself and not just kind of put it on as a costume, you know, every once in a while and then it falls off and you, you know, you're like, oh, there I am doing the old imposter story again, but really emerging and living as that version of myself so that I am truly embodying the, the teachings that I share with others. And that's really was such a pivotal pivotal shift and turning point for me. Yeah. As it has been for me as well. And what I live for really is to help women to, to do that. And I um, love to hear people talk about the fact that they had to stop and do that inner work. I think so many women are just too busy. They're so busy and, and we're not aware of what's happening. We're not aware of those internal stories because our mind is on other things. But when you stop and pause and say, wait a minute, you know, I want to emerge as my best self. I want to emerge as the true me, you know, and what's, what's getting in my way, you know, what is, what is sabotaging me from doing that and take the time to do that work. And it's interesting that um, you, your perspective on confidence is, is, physical and mine is more internal, but they go together. Like the work that you do actually does tap into the internal work. And it's so important to connect your heart space and your, your uh, thoughts and beliefs and the things that drive you with what you're actually doing with your body as well. And putting those two together through yoga or fitness or meditation or prayer. Um, I do a lot of that, whatever it is, like really tuning into um, the outer world and how you're taking all that in and how you're the messages you're receiving and then how you are pouring out from internally who you are into what you do um, in the in the outer world too and uh, so I think that it's if, when we're talking about confidence like what you do and what you teach women to do is a huge part of it being confident in even like you were saying embodying who you are and making that connection um, instead of just like I was saying, I rush into my day just to do stuff and I haven't taken the time to really like connect in. So I love that. I love that topic. And I think um, it's super important. I love the title today, Sit, Stand and Walk in Confidence. So tell us a little bit about what you do when you're working with, with people. When I work with people, I like to begin with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey suggested. And we start by tapping into their big vision for themselves and their business. And from a goal perspective, but also from a experiential perspective. And so what their life will be like at that point and what they will feel like and the qualities that they are practicing and exhibiting and embodying every day. And so when we know that information, then we begin to 
take that and take those qualities and ways of showing up and begin to implement them now. So if someone feels like they need to be more consistent in the way that they're showing up, they're frustrated because they're not getting the results, or if they feel like they need to be more focused and what have you. And so we decide on those qualities, or if they want to be more confident and they're not feeling that, then we create a practice that helps them truly embody that. Because a lot of times we're looking for evidence outside of ourselves that those things are true. And that's, you know, part of us as humans is like, we like to be externally validated, but I think it's so important. And you know, as well, that we can internally validate that and we can know it for ourselves and truly feel it and own it and be it. So what I help them do is create a practice that helps them do that. So that every morning they are physically stepping onto the yoga mat, but using this practice that will allow them to tap into that quality of being focused. So they get to practice it, you know, and it's not ironic that it's called a yoga practice and not a yoga perfect, right? And so what it's doing is allowing us to, by using the keys of the yoga practice to be able to bring their attention to that when they're being focused, activate that in their body so that they are using the architecture of the poses to do that, as well as using their own awareness of that connection between what they're feeling and what they're doing and what they're being in that moment so they really practice it. And therefore, when they step off the mat, they are that version. And it's not just this kind of, oh, I visualize myself achieving my goals. It's a real true and deep embodiment of that. So they are first envisioning it, and then they embody it on the mat, and then they go into their day and they express it, and they really live from that place. And so it's a powerful way to be that version do the things that they need to do so they can have the results that they want. So it's it's a real physical practice. And so that morning routine, you can, when I work with somebody one-on-one or also in my group programs, is I know that sometimes life is busy. And like you said, you find you go right to work. And so even if you just intentionally give yourself a five-minute window, if that's all you feel like you can do for that day. So we create something that's a five-minute window for the days when that's all you've got. And then we'd create something that works Mm -hmm. for a longer period of time. For most people, it's about a half an hour. So, you know, and some people like to have a longer morning or, you know, routine for themselves so that it's customized, be able to really access that wisdom that you already have within you. You already have everything you need. It's just a matter of brewing it up and, you know, activating Mm -hmm. it. And so that they can truly use these powerful tools, this ancient tool set from the yoga practice to, really walk with that confidence and that deep knowing because they've activated it and practiced it on the mat. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I know I've learned in recent years, just that power of, of activating what you want in your body too. You know, um, I was not very connected to, to that for a long time and um, learned, actually started learning as a in dance, contra dance, like how to be connected to my body, just being aware of like where my body was at in space and moving to music and that kind of thing. And uh, one time I was in a class and the teacher was teaching this concept, not through yoga, but through body movement and what you're feeling and thinking and what you are envisioning. And I actually ended up being the guinea pig that day. (laughs) And so she asked us to think about what is something you really envision doing or being, but you feel right now that you can't for some reason, right? You don't have the confidence. And so she asked me to talk about it. And it was this, I kept seeing this vision of me standing on a big stage, speaking to a large group. And so she said, okay, see yourself walking out on the stage. What do you, you know, just see yourself doing it. And as soon as I 
did that, like my mm. body like closed in and she she made me aware of it. Like, you're like making yourself small. What are you thinking right now? And the thought was, well, I don't belong out here. <laughs> what am I doing out here? Like mm. that imposter syndrome. So then she worked with me a little bit and like you're saying, you know, envisioning myself, like owning that stage and walking out with confidence. And so at the end of it, she had me vision it again. And, and this time I like just automatically, I stood up and my arms were open wide and I was like, yes. And she's like, what are you thinking now? And I'm like, I belong oh, I here. <laughs> and then she said, do that. Walk around your house, envision yourself walking out on that stage and do that pose and, and do that movement with your body, connecting it with that thought because you make it a practice and your body gets used to it connecting with the thought and with the feeling. So then when you actually walk out on the stage, you've mm -hmm. been doing this and you know, you've been practicing it just like what you're saying. And so it's super powerful. And I started doing that. I started walking around the house doing that. So <laughs> yeah, I even had a, a photo shoot done recently with, you know, I'm standing there with my, cause I just keep seeing it and feeling it. And, um, I know one day when I walk out on a real life stage, that's, that's, I'm going to own it because I've been connecting that and practicing Absolutely. it. So I really can, I can really resonate with what you're saying. Um, and, you know, I love doing yoga. I think it's powerful. Uh, some of those poses, I'm, I'm not like a master at it or anything like that, but it has taught me a lot about being really mindful and aware of what my body is doing and how it's feeling doing it. Um, and then the breathing also, but I love what you're saying about connecting. Like, what is it you want to feel? What, who, who do you want to be? And then bringing that into the practice of sounds really it is powerful. and that's what you were experiencing I love that story because when I saw you do it it was like just this beautiful like peacock moment you just kind of went like and you got all big and what you're doing there and, and I'm not sure if you've watched the Amy Cuddy TED talk are you familiar with her and so it's about oh, body yeah. language mm -hmm. and the way that we're holding ourselves and this big powerful posture versus a closed off posture and there's a couple things that we can do with yeah. that of like, one, what you're doing there is you're practicing it and you're allowing your brain to experience it and to see it. And that way it makes it safe because before then it was scary for your brain. So your brain was like, no, no, I cannot, you know, and then we shrink. But if you give your mind the opportunity to be in that moment, you begin to hardwire this new opportunity because your brain doesn't know the difference between what's happening in your physical reality and something you imagine with vivid detail. And so when you do that, you activate parts of your brain called the reticular activating system that's allowing you to seek out more information that will validate that new opportunity and make it okay for you. And that's such an amazing thing. And what she was showing us was that when we are in this like celebratory, excited, victorious, proud energy, then we get really big like you did. And you, you didn't shrink and you stayed big and you stayed you know, open and strong. And whether you look at it from a energetic perspective of being, you know, confident in your posture versus closed off and shy, then your body gets that same neurochemical experience because you're experiencing it as though it's true. But the thing about it, when we sit all day, for the most part, we sit in a very contracted, closed off position, which, you know, is common when we sit down and we tend to kind of slouch over the keyboard. So think about that. What effect does that have on your body if you're spending most of the day in that contracted, closed off posture? It will do, you know, it will kind of slow us down as far as being able to walk with that confidence and embody that confidence. And so it's super important to 
you know, have the morning practice, but also have that awareness throughout the day of like, Oh, I'm slouching again. Okay. Back up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grew up like kind of hunched over and slouching and still, I still have to be so aware of it because I don't know that I'm doing it. And then I see pictures and I'm like, ah, I was slouching again. <laughs> so I try to really think about opening up and just lifting my heart to the sun kind of a thing or heart to the world. And it kind of automatically makes me stand up. And I think that it not only creates more confidence and that connection in your brain, but it's also physically better for us and carries that presence, right? You want to carry your, your present, the power of your presence, the power of your, who you are, your, your voice and your message is carried, you know, to everywhere you go. So how are you presenting that? How are you kind of showing up? Absolutely, because your body language communicates over 70% of your information. And so if you are, you know, you're stepping into the room, like you like you said, stepping onto the stage in that like, you know, confident and ready to go versus showing up for, you know, a content or an interview or with a client in that sort of contracted, small feeling posture, it conveys a lot. Whether or not you feel that way, your body is communicating maybe a different or conflicting message than what you, you're actually wanting to bring across. Yeah. Yeah. So important to make that connection. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking a little bit about um, the effect that sitting a lot has on us because we do spend a lot of time doing that. So can you expand on that a little bit more? Just sitting for a long time, what, what effect does that have on us? For sure. So in addition to what I was just talking about there, about the, you know, the effect of our, our body or our physiology on our state, our, our posture and our emotional state are very interconnected. You can think about it like you automatically know what somebody looks like when they're sad, right? They contract into that position. And so even though you may not be feeling that way, if you're sitting in that slouch position, it starts to send different chemicals to your brain and you start to get lethargic and tired and draggy and brain fog and all of those things. So we can look at it from that perspective of how it's affecting your emotional and mental state, or you can look at it from the physical perspective. The human body is not designed to sit. We're designed to move and it doesn't like it when we sit. And it's probably told you that a little bit already, like the pain in the neck or maybe the wrists or maybe your ankles. You know, we all have a variety of things. So when we sit down, everything slows down. Your circulation slows down. You start to um, breathe at a different rate. It's actually 30% more difficult for you to take a proper deep breath because you're compressed. And so your diaphragm, which is your main breathing muscle, doesn't move very well when you're all scrunched over. So the backup muscles in your neck and shoulders, which are already having to hold that beautiful head of yours because it's not in good alignment because you're slouched. You look like a croissant rather than a stick, you know? And so it's already, I know that's a new analogy I have lately. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> laughing their faces off about the croissant. Um, so the neck muscles are already tired because they're holding your head because it's forward of your shoulders. So then now they're having to breathe for you. They don't do that very well. And when you're using your secondary muscles in your neck and shoulders, you take short, shallow breaths, which <laughs> your body does when you're stressed out. So even though you don't necessarily feel that stress, you're signaling to your body that there's something to be stressed about by way of your respiration or your breathing. And so your brain is like, Where's the tiger? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then you start to elevate your cortisol levels. And when your cortisol levels are high, then you, you know, that stress and inflammation, your blood pressure starts to glow up, cholesterol levels start to go up, you know, metabolism slows down, digestion slows down. 
And that's just from sitting. And we all do it a lot. And so, I mean, it's all, it's important, you know, and then, you know, you add in the like, your muscles are kind of getting sleepy. So I've affectionately called it sleeping booty. Or, you know, if you want to call it the real name, it's called gluteal amnesia is because we sit on it so much. It doesn't really have to do much. So it goes to sleep. And so that affects how you're holding your hips, which can affect lower back pain and the overall structure of your spine. And it's just like this whole cascade of potential not so goodness. And so what you want to do is first have something that gets you going in the morning to get your blood flowing, oxygenate your body, get your lymph moving, keep your bones strong. Because another thing they're finding now is we sit so much that our bone density is going down because we're not having to bear the load of our body. So that's a thing. And then, you know, muscles are getting a little weaker because we're not using them. And so it's, it's important that you have something that gets you going. And it doesn't have to be first thing. Some people aren't morning people and that's totally fine. But like if you have something, at least, you know, periodically throughout your week, ideally every day, and then take breaks. I know sometimes we get in the zone and we're like, oh, I can't stop. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. But your brain actually prefers it when you work and then stop. And then you check a few things off the list. You get a release of dopamine, which keeps you motivated. Your body prefers it when you stand up periodically. So if you go for an interval of time, then you you know set your timer or your alarm or what have you on your phone and then get up and do a little movement break. Maybe it's take your dog out for a pee or a little walk, or you do a little dance, or you take a little yoga break, allowing you to reset your posture, activate the muscles that take you out of the slouchy position and into that stronger physical alignment so that your posture is back on point. And that allows you to oxygenate your body, which oxygenates your brain because we obviously need our brain to be on top form. So yeah, it's, it's, it's manageable, but the effects of sitting are definitely real. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. And I've heard, you know, people say that sitting's the new, worse than smoking or something like that, like the effects that it has, the compounding effects. And you just listed a whole bunch of them. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why they call it that because it has all of those risk factors. So we have the high blood pressure, high cholesterol, weight gain around the midsection, um, high blood sugar. So the, basically it's called the metabolic syndrome or sitting disease. And that's, you know, sets us up for potential health issues. Yeah. And I think one of the easiest fixes is just put a timer on your phone and just, because you can get so caught up in what you're doing, hours go by and you forget and just get up and stretch, do some jumping jacks. If that's all you can do, um, some stretching, uh, sometimes my yoga mat sitting right there, I'll just go over there and do a couple stretches or poses or something. I go for a walk with my dog, go out in the yard, throw a ball around. I mean, just get up and move. And it does, it clears your head and I feel so good to take that break, but set a timer and that way you don't forget. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you don't have a lot of time, you can do a lot just right there where you're at, um, you know, some, some good stretches and jump up and down, dance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And to the point, what you were saying before, I think it's important, especially if people are exclusively sitting. And if we remember that when we are in that croissant posture then we're Mm -hmm. in that closed off posture that you felt and you felt how it was so different from that like expansive open power posture so it's really important that you whether you do it intentionally to you know reset your posture or take a little break or if you take it a step further and you say okay i'm going to take this break and i'm going to get back into that power pose so that when i go back to work i'm i'm going back to work like i'm strutting on stage in front of five thousand people you know and very different energy to go back to work with it's kind of like that like i own this i got Mm -hmm. this you know 
Like I own the room, I'm I'm holding my space. I heard that I read that the other day in a book I'm reading. Just this whole idea that women tend to minimize themselves and kind of make themselves smaller a lot of times, and even bodily will shrink in. She she noticed it at a, a meeting, and there were mostly men in the room, and she was observing the women when people came in late, and she said almost all of them would make themselves smaller put their purse, you know, in their lap, kind of move over to try to make room for the people coming in. And the men just stayed big and open. And she was just talking about that, that difference and how women tend to try to minimize and even culturally have been told to soften and be quiet and all that. And so how that translates into how you feel about yourself. And she was talking about holding space and like taking that space that you are allowed to have, like you are allowed to take up space, just, you know, like own it and stand in it and don't give it away. And that, and that is that more open place, uh, taking up space and, and knowing that you uh, belong there, that you own that space and how that translates to your own mind. And like, you were just talking about like that, Hey, I got this, you know, like strutting into work, like you own it and what that will translate into how you show up at work and how it communicates to everybody around you. And it's not a place of like being arrogant, which I think for women is, is something we are afraid. We're afraid if we show up that way, that we will seem, you know, boastful and all of that. But, but actually, no, people like to see confidence in people. It's attractive and it's more of a I call it a fearless confidence. It's not based in fear. It's based in knowing who you are, loving who you are and embracing who you are and knowing that what you bring to the world is valuable. So let it shine, you know, and um, show up. Mm, yeah, so I love all I used of that. To, I used to be the one shrinking back and hiding. I always say hiding behind the curtain of my life because I didn't feel like I belonged, you know, and I didn't own my own value. And that's why I felt like walking out on that stage was like, ah. but now, no, I have a lot to share and it's good and it's important and it's valuable and people need it just like I need what you have. You know, we all need what every person has. And so show up, be you. So that's what I'm always saying. Be confident, be real, be you. I like that. <laughs> so I close out every show. <laughs> um, yeah. So Talk a little bit more. I mean, you have talked some, we have talked about how posture um, affects your mood and confidence, but do you have anything else to share about that relationship between posture and like confidence? I think it's really comes down to the body language piece that we've been speaking to and feeling comfortable in our own skin. And like you said, recognizing and owning our worth and starting to really see ourselves and really take the time to celebrate ourselves. And that allows us to really have that experience and then that validation, and then we show up differently. So I think that's just a really key piece. And I guess one thing to really, you know, a tool for somebody to take with that is um, because we spend so much time and because we wanna take ourselves out of that rounded C curve, then exercises or stretches or movements, if you don't have a lot of time, then ones that move you back into what's called extension versus the, the C-curve or flexion, where you're strengthening the back of your body are really, really important. And because they, they help us to hold that stronger posture and help us to move back 
And that's interesting that, you know, we're, we're kind of moving backwards. If we will, if you think about it, you know, you're engaging the back of your body, but it really pulls you into that strength and it really helps you to hold that alignment. So, you know, a move that's really simple for people to do that you did at some point in your journey of life, you know, when little ones are little, you put them on their belly, right? They lay on their belly and it's tummy time. And so a really simple exercise that I now call adult tummy time, because we all need to be start to do it more, is laying on your your belly and stretching your legs back, engaging your tummy a little bit, and then rolling your shoulders back. So you're kind of lifting your chest off the floor and you're engaging the back of your body and just watch that you keep your chin tucked because what you're doing there is engaging the whole backside of your body. And that's a really powerful way for you to realign yourself. And that's just a simple move that you can do to help you feel that strength again. Yeah. We do that in my, my toning and conditioning class that I go to that she does every part of the body, but yeah, that's one we do all the time. And you, you can like kick your feet and swim kind of like, and move lift up your, your shoulders. And yeah. So I think that's one reason why I've definitely seen an improvement in my postures, working my back muscles that way, you know, we, we neglect those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we can't see them, but those are really the key postural muscles when it comes down to, you know, holding the structure of your spine in good alignments, which will then lead to, you know, more energy, more clarity in your mind, you know, happier mood, less stress, all those good things, feeling more empowered, feeling more confident, walking with confidence. So, you know, it might seem like something that people are like, oh yeah, whatever. No, no, no. But it really does have a ripple effect. And that's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to feel strong, you know, because sometimes we don't feel strong and, and it's, it's strong on many levels, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, it's so important. So it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to do little moves that help to empower you. Yeah. And that, that's a really easy one to just start mm-hmm. doing. So um, that's one way we can strengthen our posture, our posture, sorry. So uh, what are some other little exercises maybe like, especially with walking, walking taller, you know, so what, what's something that we can be mindful of so that we make sure we're, we're not slouching and we're walking tall? Well, as you said, I think a really powerful tool set for people is And it's kind of one of those that's like, oh, wow, okay, is a photo. Um, Because until you see what you're doing, you're not really aware of it until you have somebody pointed out for you or you see a photo. And so if you have somebody that could just take a photo and they kind of need to like capture you off guard, because if you, when I ask people to take photos for me, I'm like, this is not you standing normally. I know the difference, you know, because they're all like, (laughs) yeah. Pose. So if you have somebody capture a photo of you so that you can become more aware of your posture, just to get that little bit of like, whoa, okay, we need to, you know, we have some things we get to focus on. Um, then what you can do is actually just become aware of it by scooting yourself up to the wall. Mm-hmm. So you can scooch your feet about six inches away from the wall, your heels, and then lean your torso back against it so that you can get a sense for what it's like to have your hips on the wall, your shoulders and your shoulder blades, Mm -hmm. and you may be able to bring your head back to the wall, or you may not, depending on your posture. You don't wanna force it right away, but it just, you're working towards that because then you're bringing everything back into the line. So getting a sense for what that feels like, engaging the muscles that are helping you to stay there by doing that exercise or just holding that for a couple of reps, and then walking forward with that. Mm. Because if you are 
repeating the same pattern, you'll get the same results, right? And so if you have that new awareness, because everything starts with awareness, if you have that awareness of what is actually supposed to feel like when you have good posture, <laughs> <laughs> then you're able to walk with that. And so I would suggest, you know, just giving it a go and you'll get a sentence for it after a bit. And, and then trying to replicate that whenever you can, because people, you know, if they think of yoga and they're like, oh, you know, it's like pretzel twisting and all these crazy contortions. And, and no, it's just awareness. It's awareness of your body and your mind and your breath. And when you recognize that when you scoot up to the wall like that and you're standing in strong posture, and then you can begin to feel what that's like and use it as often as you can, you can do yoga in the middle of the grocery store. Because when you're standing there and you're in that, you find yourself in slouchy pain posture, and then you roll yourself back into that strong alignment and just hold it and breathe. And then you're standing tall. So you can use that to walk tall and to stand tall. And then of course it's transferable to sitting down, but it really, it's important that you become aware of what it feels like first, because we do all sorts of weird compensations, you know, and especially if we have like one shoulder that does something funny or what have you. And so using that tool to bring, bring yourself back into alignment. So you know what it feels like, and then going from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's such a simple way to do it. And I actually have done that in grocery stores. <laughs> I have actually like stopped and gotten myself in mountain pose or whatever, standing mm -hmm. up tall and just being aware of that. That's so funny that you said that. <laughs> and one thing that you could almost use, and it's not a, I sometimes hesitate to this, but I think it's important to put this clause is like, we're not doing it as a comparison thing or what have you, but just whenever you're out and about, and if you are now starting to pay attention to other people's posture, if you even some, see somebody else on their phone and they're on their phone and they're all slouched over, just use that as a reminder for you to stand up straight. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll get a lot of reminders. <laughs> that's so true. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a good one. So tell me a little bit about your passion for helping um, other female entrepreneurs. Why are you passionate about that? Because I believe that all of us, everyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you have a mission that you're here to accomplish. And in order for you to accomplish that mission, you need to be on top of your game. You need to be feeling your best. You need to be really truly embodying that version of yourself that is confident and empowered and all of those things. And so if I can give you the tools that you need to be able to, feeling like, to feel like that and to show up in your business as that version, then I get to help you go out and work your magic. And when you go out and work your magic, then you get to go and help your community as well. And so I see it as a ripple effect and also allowing you to have the tools that you need to nourish your mind, your body and your spirit so that you can do all the things that you wanna do. And at the end of the day, still have time and energy and bandwidth left over for all the things that you love and you wanna do and that are other important parts of your life so that you're not just giving it all to your business and then having nothing left for your own hobbies, your family and what have you. And so it's really, you know, it's kind of a multifold benefit of being able to support you and going out and doing what you want to do, but then also be able to support you in living a healthy and happy and balanced life. Beautiful. I love it. And you have a checklist, I think a free checklist for my audience. Master your morning. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's a checklist that you can use to customize your own morning routine and you can set it up for 
whatever length of time. So as we discussed, it's kind of nice to have two options, whether you have five minutes or you have, you know, longer, then you have that tool set for yourself. Because a lot of times, you know, when we're looking to do something like that, if it's complicated and it's going to take forever, you know, as well as I do, you're not going to do it. So <laughs> I'm just going to tell it to you straight. So if you set yourself up for something that you like and you customize for you, and whether that is, if you have five minutes and you want to use it for prayer or meditation or, you know, reading scripture or doing mantras or whatever it is, then you have that tool set because the, the other thing about women and female business owners is that we tend to have this long to-do list and somehow yes. <laughs> we always end up at the bottom. <laughs> I know, isn't that something? Yeah. So it's definitely, it's something to look at and just knowing that you are deserving and you are worthy and this is time well spent. And so if you have that routine dialed in, then, then you're giving yourself that little bit of attention and like we've said, for all the multitude of benefits, whether it's from the physical, emotional, mental, productivity point of view, whatever, it all it all is connected. And so it's really, really important to be able to do that for yourself. Beautiful. Well, that sounds like a really great resource. And I might have to grab it myself. So I will put the link in, in the show notes for everyone and your website as well. And I just want to thank you for coming today and sharing um, all your wisdom with us today. And I think that my listeners are going to walk away from this with a lot of really great practical things to do to strengthen themselves and their posture. And just that knowing, you know, what, how important it is to get up and move and not stay sitting. Uh, so thank you for coming and sharing with us today, Megan. It's been a great oh. pleasure. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, ladies. So as usual, be confident, be real and be you. And I will talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.